The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome to the 365 Message Center Show. We help you plan for change, prevent or fix, stay informed, and we loop in friends when um, when there's a need. So welcome, Phil. Welcome for and thank you for filling in, Phil, for uh, for Daniel. Yep, poor old Mr. Moore, poor old Mr. Glenn is uh, sick right now. So uh, thanks for the invite. You know, it's a strange way to to come into the show, but uh, yeah, appreciate it. It's good to what, be here. What, is there ever any kind of normal thing about the show and the way that we do things? No, not that I know of. All right, um, let's let's get on with it because uh, people have been waiting and. Um, We've got some news to talk about. Uh, our first uh, message is uh, QView in Microsoft Teams Bookings app, MC305098. Um, I can't admit that I use the Bookings app at all. Uh, in fact, I think the first time I really potentially was going to use it was when we, we all rushed into lockdown and we're trying to find a way for our queue up and allow people to get some time with us to to help uh, fix issues bill uh you use the bookings app at all have you come across it much i've used it on a few scenarios of things where people needed to um book up for appointments for things with uh, things like hr and things like this where people had to get uh, information and things like that but, um no, i find this one's quite this one's quite interesting because this this particular list option is only in teams which is, mm. seems a bit strange but uh mm. yeah I, I think like the the benefit of the bookings app is that it looks into your calendar it uh, makes that the any times that you have available that people on the outside can book that time with you and we, we see other services like that like calendly um that that expose that sort of uh, feature um, but what's been added here is um, a, a new view, as you say, and a way of managing that from within Teams, where if you have a list of bookings, um, you can manage that queue and join your meetings from that queue. So here, who's my next appointment? Okay, I've got a five-minute gap. Um, I'll take a quick drink, come back, and hit join. And for schedulers, people in that role where they see all their team members, uh, they get to see all the cues and see what's coming. A um, couple of other things there too, Phil, which look quite interesting. Uh, being able to send email reminders, and in the US only at this stage, US and Canada, sending SMS reminders. So it's interesting that they've, they're talking about this new queue view, but these other features that are coming out at the same time have kind of been attached to this announcement. And I think they're just as important. Mm, sounds sounds like it. You know, reminders for especially for anything that's to do with appointments is always is always useful, because otherwise it's you know it's just wasted time and things like that that uh, people could have been actually you know actually at an appointment if someone misses it. So uh, having those options is really useful. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, and often some of these things are at the last minute, <laughs> much like our start to the show. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I won't be able to make that appointment. Um, yeah, please excuse me, and you can get 15 or 25 minutes back of your time. Um, enabling the staff to be able to self-serve on a busy day by reassigning appointments to themselves to help balance the load. So that, you know, there's a pool of... Have I still got my microphone? I just don't trust this computer this morning. <laughs> uh, a, pool, a pool of um, of of appointments that uh, you can help 
In fact, that kind of goes together, doesn't it? Imagine someone's just had a cancellation or two and you can grab something from the queue and then help out take the load. So that, that could work out nicely. Yep. If you got if it's definitely more than one person on the service and they're mm. looking for things and they can handle things, it makes makes it certainly a lot more flexible. Yeah. I didn't realize that it could also handle up to a hundred staff members' calendars. So there's clearly good number of organizations that are using this uh, even just at a consultancy level to engage with people and and schedule time but um yeah so that's that's a new view that's going to be rolling out in mid january expect to be completed late january uh it'd be interesting to hear from people who use the the bookings app if this is going to be something useful to your team are you using it on a you know, small time scale where you're using it to expose your own calendar or are you coordinating greater efforts for your consultancy practice and uh, would really find this quite useful to, to manage a team of consultants? Very good. Okay, uh, next message. And I forget which order is what because it was such a mess as we started the show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Create videos on Office Mobile MC305100. The Office Mobile app I use it a lot. You know, I, I didn't think I would. I thought, okay, meh, it's just like a collection of the same four or five apps that I use separately. Uh, why would I use a combined app? But it's actually become quite useful as a place to go and pick up from where I left off while I'm working on mobile. Uh, and the view here is that you'll be able to create videos, 90 second videos from this app. Uh, Phil, does this appeal to you? Do you create videos at all? Uh, a few occasionally, um, but quite rarely. But I think I think it's useful if you want to show something that uh, something that's happening, something very, you know something very quickly. I think the ninety seconds is a bit short. I think it's you know, mm. it's less than TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> Microsoft trying to make you make make things a lot quicker, but. Uh, yeah, no, having that option is is always good. I mean, I think always for things like this, I actually think I think the scenarios of things like IT support. Mm. Oh, there's something wrong with my my computer or my screen. I need to show you what's what's happening. Um, so you've got an option to do a video as opposed to just a straight um, instead of a straight just a photo and sending it or whatever. So you can just yeah. uh, do a quick video of something that happened and then and forward it on. Um, I was wondering whether it had all the um, functionality of the the current stream um, mm. app. It looks kind of similar. Um, I had a look at the stream mobile app earlier, and basically it has all little annotations and filters and all sorts of different things in there. Um, so it does mention annotations in that message, but uh, be, see, be interesting to see if they bring over exactly the same technology. The screenshot doesn't really show it very well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I expect it. Well, the hope is that, that the same functionality is brought over, that we're not losing anything. It's just access from a different place. Um, the shift of moving away from stream as this separate service and bringing those videos into OneDrive and SharePoint uh, and stream V2 uh, is about surfacing that as its own app, but bringing those videos and surfacing them from, from those locations. So the 90-second video... Uh, is stored in your own OneDrive for business. And I think it's going to play into, and it doesn't mention it here, but Microsoft Viva Connections, uh, 
uh, has in the company feed a space for news and surfacing that, and there's a whole strategy around that, um, messages from your Yammer communities, and then there's video. And I think that we're going to see potentially some of these videos. This is where they may be surfaced, depending on where they've been shared from and how they've been shared to. Um, yeah, uh, the, the other video editing tool which is built into a Microsoft app is is the Yammer one where you can, <clears throat> excuse me, you can create like a, a few clips, piece them all together and of course also um, add some things over the top of it to make it a bit more engaging. So Microsoft's definitely uh, heading towards enabling people to tell stories, but I would wonder, you now what's the difference between doing that in the Office app and any of the other more capable apps that are available, even freemium type apps you can get off any any old store. Um, but you know that's coming late December, which nowish, uh, starting starting nowish and complete mid February. Um, so yeah, I'll have a bit of a play with that and and share what I find. Um, what do we need to do to prepare? <laughs> Tell people you can take video from your mobile app. Great. Okay. Next up, what have we got? Not that one. Aha. This is one that we were talking about, Phil, before before going live. Uh, changes to the Teams app native permissions on the web browser, MC305426. Um, what's your understanding about this message, Phil? What's What's happening here? Well, generally, it's it's a security thing. Um, it's going to be a little inconvenience for those who use the um, web version of Teams, um, but it's when you're using apps inside of inside of a web browser or you're running Teams, and then behind that, you've got another application in a tab. Um, the the option that they give that as an example there is OneNote, but it could be anything that needs access to your devices. Mm. So if it's using for your microphone or video to record things. Um, what's been happening is that automatically once you give Teams in your web browser access, it's been giving access to those additional third-party applications um, behind the scenes. Now, you don't necessarily want to give that permission to those, to those apps. They may be doing something you don't want them to do. Um, so in that case, you know, um, this makes sense. Um, I don't think it's, it's going to be a huge deal for most people, um, with most people using the desktop app more than anything else, um, but it may come up from time to time. So it's certainly something I'd, I'd uh, forward on to my uh, support people and my uh, my champions just to look out for, that if they need to add permissions to do things um, for, for additional apps, that they need, to, they need to go in and do that. You bring up a, a good point uh, that if you've added an app that you, you use throughout your day to your team's experience, and you're accessing it via the web browser. Uh, any changes to that app, um, like if it didn't use video or microphone access beforehand, and in the latest version it does, because let's say it's like the Office Mobile app, we're now adding the ability to create video <laughs> from this app within Teams. Um, I would expect that the the new permissions that it requires. Uh, are actually prompted from within the web browser and from the desktop app. Do, do you want to give this app permission to access your camera and microphone? Um, yeah, but I think that's probably the, the 
the loophole is if you had done this in the past with your web browser, your web browser just sees Teams and that website as the thing to give permissions for accessing microphone and, and video, whereas we're talking about another layer in, aren't we? <laughs> yep. We're talking that next layer down where Teams is hosting the application. Mm. Mm. Yep. So definitely needed. Uh, this is rolling out uh, in early February and finish late February. GCC, GCC High, DOD rollouts begin in March and complete by late March. Um, but there is a point there too that any of those first party Microsoft apps uh, are considered trusted. You know, you may have a, an argument against that, but um, yeah, they're considered trusted because they're part of the, the ecosystem there, the uh, first party apps. So that includes your um, OneNote EDU. And that's that's all the that's all the EDU um, tenants by the looks of it. It's not the commercial or GCC, GCC high DODs. It just appears that mm. that, that mm. caveat's just for the education tenants. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And it's in, in particular probably why they are showing OneNote as an example that the one that class notebook and that the feature of being able to um, let's give a speech or talk your way through an assignment or, or do some sort of video essay uh, is can be recorded directly into um, to OneNote, even from within your web browser. Nice. Uh, we've got a, a very brief message, but something that we're kind of looking forward to. And I know you've got some commentary on this, Phil. Roaming signatures in Outlook for Windows has been delayed. It's MC305463. Seems to be a tricky thing to get working correctly. Um, and the whole challenge of getting signatures to be consistent across experiences. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Phil? Do you, I mean, I think it's something that we have wanted and needed for some time. Yeah, I think it's it's generally because the email in the different email uh, programs, whether it's Outlook or say Gmail or uh, Yahoo or, or whatever, they all handle email differently. Um, so when you've got when you've got signatures that have got th um, just plain text in it, that's fine. When you start getting links and um, HTML web page type things and images, that's when it gets complicated. And, and most organisations tend to want to put their logo and their uh, images and links to their social media and things like that in there and there's different ways in, in handling it but there's no one way that necessarily works for everything mm. um, because there are you know there are things like images are blocked um, or you know or images that are attached to the email or, or different um, handled differently or blocked and things like that so getting a consistent experience and that's one of the worst of outlook desktop is one of the worst offenders for it I don't know, Microsoft are working on that to make it more compliant. Um, so we'll see what, what comes out of there. I mean, there are third-party tools as well that do, um, that make these signatures as well. So how that would affect them as well is, is another thing to for them to consider. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's been coming for years, so what's a few more months? <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> They probably just hit the problems we just talked about, so that's probably why. Yeah, maybe they're also all suffering blue screens of death one minute before they want to launch the feature. <laughs> I don't know. Just calling it out. Um, <laughs> uh, another one that seemed to be a bit of a glitch 
um, was, and we mentioned this before, I think, on the show, um, maybe even last week, that there there was uh, some update to the Teams app that was preventing people on Android from being able to make calls to emergency services. Uh, so this is an important update to remind you that, um, oh, wow. Am I still with you, Phil? Yep, you're still with me. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking at a, a very funky looking screen as it's doing all sorts of stuff in front of me. Santa, can I have some new hardware? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ian, good to see you. I'll just pop that up over the screen there. And um, other various people that have joined us there too, Hilda and Jamie. Um, thanks for hanging in there on a heck of a show. It's like uh, it's like Die Hard, but it's Live Hard. <laughs> Um, yeah. so this update, uh, yeah, it's, it's a quick one that, that just make sure that you do update the Teams app on Android, uh, to make sure that your, uh, ability to call emergency services is not impacted. Um, and what was your advice there, Phil, coming into the holiday period? Yeah. So basically if you don't want to get interrupted with Teams messages, sign out anyway, but if you're using Android in the U S make sure you take this update as well. Make sure that you, you've got that. Hopefully you won't have to recall emergency services, but it's good to know that it works when you uh, are actually using it and don't have to spend waste time, valuable time trying to get Teams back up and running to on your phone to uh, to get just to be able to call emergency services. So very important update. Yep. And I do like you, you're telling us that we should do this before we go on the holiday break um, because we're likely to forget this sort of stuff uh, when we get back. All right, uh, I think finishing off with this one's uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. We're seeing a growing trend about self-service requests or purchases for licenses. And this is self-service trials for Microsoft Project and Microsoft Visio, MC306669. Um, this is where uh, you can request a trial um, you can start a trial, which then eventually will <laughs> will prompt you for, hey, your trial's over, uh, would you like to purchase? Uh, and this um, will then send that message through to the IT procurement team, or if you've got certain permissions uh, or the services enabled this way, that you'll be able to purchase it yourself. Um, and do, 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 what have we got? Eligible subscriptions. So once a, a user's existing business login can sign in and request licenses, they can request licenses for Project Plan 1 and 3 and Visio Plan 1 and 2. Um, this mechanism, Phil, we're seeing come in in other different services. I think the first area we saw it was was uh, Power BI and Power Apps. Was that right? Yeah, it was, it was Power Platform stuff. Power so platform. basically... So people can get upgrades to their uh, to their own plans for things that they're developing and for mm. other people. So, yeah, yeah. So th this um, I don't know, like a, how would I, how would I term it? Uh, consumerization of IT and, and allowing um, <laughs> end users to prompt their their admins and global billing admins, hey, I want this, please. Um, this does present its own challenges, and I think we've talked about this as we've talked about it with the other services enabling it. What does the picture look like when someone's put down their, their company credit card to purchase a few licenses for their business unit um, and 
then they leave the company and and what does that sort of handover process look like in terms of making sure the licenses are still available for for people to use um yeah could be a tricky situation but what was the other one phil you were talking about how we've got a more functional way of using visio in the web browser to be able to do basic mm -hmm. edits but then what happens <laughs> Well, if somebody has plan one and plan two and is using the, the desktop version or using certain certain shapes that are that are not available in the free version mm. um, and that a, an additional user goes in who just has the free version um, goes in and opens that particular uh, Visio. Um, if it has shapes and things in it that are that are only plan one or plan two, They'll get a nice big error message which says, "Hey, you can view this, but you can't edit it. You need a license upgrade to to edit it." Mm. So that can prompt people to go out and get additional licensing, if they if they so desire for that that particular thing. Um, they can still consume the the actual content. They just they just don't have mm. the power to edit it. Only the person who provided it, or or another person with a plan one or plan two, uh, will be able to edit those things. Yep. So it's it's a um, clever way of creating demand, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. We actually saw this in, in other services too, with Microsoft and um, Yammer. Even before Yammer was part of Microsoft, was mm -hmm. let's get people to sign up, and then create that space and that need, and then when that need expands, um, let's have some Donald dollars, please. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Yep. Interesting sales one, tactic. One thing I did notice there is that it's on pro, on the project side, it's plan one and plan three. Mm -hmm. um, there's no plan five, and that's the big expensive one. So I'm glad right. about that one at least. Um, and managing these, um, you can see stuff through the bill through the billing uh, billing admin global admin side of things. Mm -hmm. um, but to switch them off, everything's PowerShell. Um, so. Yep, you have to go. Yeah, you know, the admins have to get their PowerShell out and uh, and turn off any trials that they uh, mm. they particularly uh, do not want people to to purchase. And that that I think is going to be a growing list. Um, if if we've seen the Power Platform, we're seeing Project and Visio. Uh, what other services are going to be available for purchase? Um, can we see Viva? being a self-purchase uh you know service as well maybe i mean some of these things you have to enable in the back end to, to make it actually work properly but yeah who knows what that that process will look like a, a manager who you know wants to purchase the the manager level of uh, viva insights to be able to give mm -hmm. their their team some coaching um, but the organization hasn't made that decision will we see self-service licensing for for viva as well hmm um, but yeah, look, that's that's the messages for this last episode, 2021. Um, we do uh, wish Daniel well. Uh, hopefully, he'll he'll heal up. But I'm thankful that Phil was able to come in and fill the gap. Yeah, you've never <laughs> heard that one before, have you? No, yeah, no, no, never. No. no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, look, thank you everyone who, who tuned in and, and joined us in the live chat throughout the year. Who um, And Phil's usually been there in the chat, um, plugging away on his keyboard and encouraging people and, and you know 
talking through with his various comments as well. So it's really cool to have you on on the show live, Phil, and um, involved in real time without uh, that sort of twenty second delay. Yeah, no typos. <laughs> <laughs> no, just blue screens. I'm sure yep. it was you. It was your problem, your fault. <laughs> no, of course, not. of course not. <laughs> So yeah, thank you everyone. Uh, this will be the the last show of the year, and uh, we hope to start it up again. Uh, will be January tenth US time, eleventh um, the, the rest of the other hemisphere. No, hang on. Timeosphere. I don't know. You know, as you as you come around the world, it'll be New Zealand uh, and Australia, eleventh of January. Uh, but yeah, have a great end of the year. Stay safe. Bye, everyone. Happy holidays.